Welcome to the RPGBot.News. I'm Randall James, and with me is Tyler Kamstra. Hi, everybody. And Ash Eli. Hey, guys. All right, folks, I think everybody knows why we are gathered here today. We finally have the first trailer for the D&D movie. Hey! hey. It's here! And it has an owlbear in it that a druid turns into, and it's driving the internet crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> is this okay? I don't know if this is okay. It's, it's like, I, it's, I can't even watch this. I, <sighs> can they do that? I don't think they can do that. Is that rule of cool? The DM must be very permissive. Yeah, the, the DM's the producer and the writer. They said it's fine. I'm actually, I am really excited about the cast. Um, they've got the dude from the Pokemon movie. They've got the woman from the It movie. Um, they've got Captain James Tiberius Kirk. <laughs> um, you know, Chris Pine, I'm really looking forward to getting you on the show. I, I think this is going to be a wonderful movie. I'm, I'm really proud of what you're doing out there. Hell yeah. Imrod playing Imrod. I'm, I'm excited. Actually, I'm really excited to see her character. Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, I'm excited to see her character in this. It looks really exciting. Yeah, it's going to be great. That's not actually why we're here, though. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I just. <laughs> Tyler, why don't you tell the good folks at home why we're actually here? But none of that. None of those things. Uh, we're here because we just got another Unearthed Arcana document, this one titled Wonders of the Multiverse. So we're going to look at what's in it, talk about what's cool, and what we, uh, what we can predict from the future by reading these tea leaves. You made tea with a document? Is that not a thing you do with paper? Well, according to the fake cleric, maybe that's something you can do. <laughs> See how Perfect. I did the transition there? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> it was real strong. <laughs> All um, right, well, let's dive right in then. Uh, yeah. So glitchlings, what are they? Yeah, I, I, I want to ask the question, is this something from an older edition? Because it reads like, this is kind of a new idea. This can't be a completely new idea. As far yeah. as I know, this is new. It is sort of new, but it is connected to a thing that uh, has me very excited. Uh, Modrons uh, and uh, things like them are uh, hallmarks of Planescape, which, if you look at the rest of this UA, I want to talk about that a bit more, because it looks like that's the direction they're headed in, and if so, I am very excited. Yeah, I think folks uh, who listen to the podcast, you know, longtime listeners will be familiar because a couple weeks ago, I got lightly roasted for not actually knowing what Planescape <laughs> is. I wouldn't call it a roasting. I'd say uh, uh, educated with a fire hose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On fire. On How <laughs> dare you, Randall? Your nerd credentials are revoked. <laughs> I'll go get them yeah, from my right. dice pouch. <laughs> so, so glitchlings um ash i think you're absolutely right these things are pretty clearly based on modrons which if if you have your monster manual handy go look them up they're tiny adorable robot guys from the plane of law they're basically robots with varying numbers of sides and the more sides you have as a modron the cooler you are so like the monodrone is a sphere because one side and they're kind of wimps and then you have the like pentadrone who is like the army general of the the modrons glitchlings are in some way based on modrons they're distinct from auto gnomes which when i first saw this it was like did they just shave off the name or something but no very distinct i like some of their traits they're a little weird like the 
their natural armor is insanely high for some reason. Uh, like this is just generally a very strong race. They have vestigial wings, which allow them to fly. So I'm pretty sure wizards doesn't remember what vestigial means. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Semi yeah. vestigial, they're on their way out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they can't sustain flight. Like certain whales have vestigial legs in that they're like tiny little nubs. Those are those <laughs> you can't use, but you can't see a whale hopping out of the water and walking for 30 feet before having to lie down. That's not how that works. Yeah, they're having a bad time if you see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, I want to get your take on this one. I read the idea of the balance chaos trait that if I roll a 9 or lower on a d20, I can just make it a 10. And I get to do this uh, you know, up to proficiency bonus per long rest. Pretty awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um... In a game where you're expected to succeed on a roll of an eight with things that you're like built to do, like being able to just take 10 on an attack that you roll poorly on, really, really good. Yeah, really strong. Yeah, this is super strong. The ability to use it on saving throws, like that's that is so much better than a reroll or advantage or something. Like this is a very strong race. Yeah, that's like the uh, rogue's uh, reliable talent, but like at level one. Yeah. So I could see that getting nerfed. It notably doesn't apply to ability checks, so you can't use it for skills, which is weird. Well, but like you can use it for saving throws. That's that it's arguably is better. Yeah. yeah. So with that, let's jump on to the fat clerics. Fate clerics. Oh, my gosh. You know, I wrote that down. And I told myself, uh, I, I told myself I wouldn't read right off the notes, and there I go doing it anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, it is a meaty class, a lot to it. <laughs> and you can go by the early 2000s phrase that you meant, it's a fat cleric. You know, it's very cool. It's a cool <laughs> Cause, cleric. Because he spells uh, fate, P-H-A-T-E. Totally. <laughs> he just misspelled it because he's not hip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine at no point in my life have i been hip <laughs> I, I mean i can't vouch for the whole thing but no. <laughs> yes so fate domain uh this is another one it's real strong like i wouldn't i don't look at this with the same sense of dread that i look at peace domain but this is really good like there's some really interesting ideas here but it is real strong I will say there is also some underwhelming stuff like the ties that bind one is kind of underwhelming an extra D six of healing or damage on a thing that you touch. It's, it's all right. But can we talk about the strands of fate? Cause that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like what? that's essentially silvery barbs just for a minute. <laughs> yeah. For free. Uh, and yeah, it's on channel divinity, which mm -hmm. you can get like, up to three charges and it reset on a short rest. So, yeah, yeah literally every encounter. Mm -hmm. That's a little strong. Yeah, <laughs> like if if this worked, so you would use it as a reaction and then force the reroll or impose disadvantage or whatever. Like that would still be pretty good. The fact that you get to do it as a reaction for a minute straight is just absolutely nuts. Yeah, it's insane. And uh, then when you get to, like, Insightful Striking, they just keep adding on the good stuff. Like, it's essentially free Bane that you can cast on somebody. 
uh, but better because it's a D6 instead of a D4, which is insane. And then once you get to the 17th level capstone, hey, free foresight. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's for a minute, but still, that's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. And remind folks at home what foresight does. Gives you advantage the, on everything and everybody yeah, disadvantage on you. It's the best buff in the game. It is a ninth <laughs> level spell. Yeah. Advantage on all things you roll, disadvantage on all things rolled against you. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's even for a minute. That's real good. Yeah. It's incredible. So, fate probably due for a nerf, but yeah. strong showing. Good. I like the flavor of the class. Um, I wish there were more divination spells in the spell. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, like, Dissonant Whispers feels weird. Like, there's a couple in here that are, I don't know, vague. What's strange about Dissonant Whispers is is it's technically a divination spell. Is it really? Yes, it's the only divination spell that deals damage. Uh, Um, Psychic Lance. Is Psychic Lance divination? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, okay, then maybe... So there's two. We found them, everybody. Both of them. (laughs) Yeah, I was surprised that Dissonant Whispers was uh divination uh, or no no it's enchantment my bad my mistake oh, okay <laughs> i thought it was so we're back to one we're back to one we're back to one yeah uh yeah the spell list doesn't ma- like it doesn't make sense perfectly a lot of the spells on here are really good and i like them a lot i don't know that they perfectly line up with the class like where is augury on this come on well you it's- get augury for free Oh, that's true. You do. <laughs> you just, okay. You can In just addition to the spell list, you also get augury. Yeah. Augury is my favorite. Augury is pretty great. And as is tradition, when we look at these UAs, I do want to say this isn't like really overwhelming. I think it's probably well balanced as it is, and nothing needs to change. And I think the whole internet agrees. Please don't touch it. How dare you say Yeah, because I, sa- I said they needed to nerf some feats, and they nerfed the feats. But we'll get to those in a bit. So let's talk about backgrounds. Yes. This is very exciting because I, I've wanted this for a while, which is uh, backgrounds now come with bonus feats, which is something they probably should have always had, in my opinion, because <laughs> um, the features that they usually have for backgrounds are kind of niche and underwhelming and never really get used a lot. Um, but a free feat, like even if it's one you don't get to choose, is still very cool and it adds to the flavor background so i think the first time we saw this was with the heroes of the lance unearthed arcana and yeah they they introduced the whole system where backgrounds would give you a feat and then if you didn't take one of those backgrounds you could get a feat from a short list now the the list has been dramatically shortened in this one previously it was like magic initiate skilled tough and uh two or three others now it's just skilled or tough those are your choices uh, so they they clearly looked at that and, and realized that optimizers were going to take too much advantage of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a balancing act because you don't want to give people just a free, really good feat because then nobody's going to pick a different background. <laughs> mm-hmm. But let's see. What do we have? We have a gate warden, which is like someone who's basically been guarding planar portals. Yes. Uh, giant foundling is my favorite just in terms of flavor i love that idea that you were raised by giants and some of them are really funny like how you got raised by giants was 
you were playing hide and seek and you just stumbled into a cloud giant's tower and they immediately adopted you. They're like, <laughs> mine now? <laughs> you have parents? No, you don't. You're mine. You're my child now. <laughs> Look, plenty of players have done that to monsters and NPCs. Turnabout is fair play. That is fair. That is fair. <laughs> Come on, you said he could have a pet. Just let him keep the human. <laughs> Uh, and then we have Planar Philosopher, which uh, is someone who just travels the planes and philosophizes. That's a word, right? Yeah. They it go is to the now. philosophy factory. And it looks, like, <laughs> it looks like they're really leaning into this Rune Carver thing. Like we had the Rune Carver wizard last UA. We mm-hmm. have two Rune Carver feats, which they revised for this one. And now we have a Rune Carver background. So that is very interesting. And I wonder where they're going with this. I have to imagine, like, the previous UA had a lot of stuff around giants, and that's where a lot of the runes come from in D&D. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So since some of that stuff was left out of this UA, it's possible that they just got enough feedback on those things and said, okay, we are happy with where we've ended up after this round of feedback. No longer needs to be in the UA. But... uh I remember right from our episode on the previous UA, the rune cover feats were very disappointing in my opinion. So I'm glad they get, took another swing at it. Um, yeah, my one concern with this is since I don't see it again, maybe they felt happy with it or I just hope they're not axing the rune carver wizard because I think it was a cool subclass and I'd hate to see it get axed um, in favor of the background because I knew they did the same thing with the Strixhaven subclasses. They got they got really negative feedback on the Strixhaven subclasses, and they just turned them into backgrounds. Which, okay, um, I thought it was an interesting idea, but I get why it was controversial. So, speaking of feats, we've yeah. gotten a bunch of feats, a ton of feats, <laughs> a ton of feats. There's what four or five. There's got to be like twenty in here. Let's see, one, two, three. I was really hoping you were going to count all the way through. <laughs> the best podcasting. 21 about i think uh, i might have skipped one or two but i think it's like 21 22 yeah okay so 20 plus feats yeah that's a lot um yeah so ash i think you called this out they revised the like the feats for the individual types of giants some of them got buffed some of them got nerfed feels like they're all about in line now i think I, yeah, I knew this was going to happen. I knew that the Guile of the Cloud Giants was going to get nerfed because it was ridiculous. Blur without concentration that you can cast for free is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so instead, it's you can use your action to give yourself resistance against it and damage attack and then teleport 30 feet, which, okay, that's cool. It's not as awesome as free non-concentration blur, but I'll take it. <laughs> That's still a pretty good defensive measure. I mean, it that's, is for sure. It's like the rogue's uncanny dodge, but you also teleport. It also so the other thing is that you can also use that feature only not up to your proficiency bonus. No, half your proficiency bonus. So oh, I you're missed only, that. Yeah, you're only going to be able to use it pretty limited. So it hmm. is a lot less powerful than it was. Um, but if they're making these like free feats for backgrounds, I think that was kind of like. A thing that needed to happen. Um, it looks like all the like giant specific ones aren't tied to your backgrounds because they oh, all have right, a right. level. Those, yeah, these require prerequisites, right? Because mm-hmm. they're going through the the feet tree thing still, which is I I do like that choice. I think it's cool. Um, I do want to call out one feet right now though, because it breaks my heart. 
Cardomancer. As a as a person who is playing a harrower in Pathfinder, I love card based abilities and classes. This is not what I was looking for. This is boring. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Do better. This is. I mean, the one cool thing from Cardomancer is that you can turn an action based spell into a bonus action by imbuing it into your card. But a D four extra damage is, eh. I want, like, what I was thinking that could make it cool is, like, they have the cohort of chaos thing. Just push, push, push those two together. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> have, like, when you draw the cards, have, like, the random effects, because that's the appeal of the cards is you get these random effects, and that's what makes Harrower and Pathfinder so fun is you have these random effects that can happen. Um, obviously, it's hard to balance, but fun. Let's have fun. <laughs> yeah, part I, I part don't of care. the balance is sometimes you get the really bad option and sometimes you get the really good option. Yes. Just let yeah. me have some fun, man. Yeah. Not everything has to be balanced. <laughs> uh, eh. Agree to disagree. Taylor's um, <laughs> definitely disagreeing with me. That's fine. <laughs> so rule, rules is written for the hidden ace that lets you imbue a card. So when you finish a long rest, you get to do this. Mm -hmm. If you don't use that card, can you do another one next round or, or next long rest? Uh, it appears that there is no limitation on how often you can create these cards or on okay. how long they last. Okay, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> that's really good. I take so just, it back. I take it back. We're going to go sleep for a month and then yeah. we're going to walk into the wilderness with a deck of cards. No, you know what, Watsy? I don't think this is strong enough. I think you need to buff this some more. Like I said, I stick to my original point. This needs to be more fun because, eh, that's okay. No, I need to draw that. my 52-card deck of 6th-level fireballs. <laughs> <laughs> bonus action, bonus action. Granted, you can still only bonus use... Action, bonus action. Yeah, you can still only use one leveled spell per round. Like, this isn't going to let you break that. That's no, true. You know, you know what you could do, though? You could put in a bunch of delayed blast fireballs, right? Oh, into, no. Into a 52 card deck. Then, uh, if you know that there's going to be an ambush, bonus action, bonus action, bonus action, bonus action, 52, they come in. It's, <laughs> it's like the end of Fight Club. You know, <laughs> you reach out and grab the troll's hand. You've met me at a very weird time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll revisit cards a little bit when we uh when we get to the spells because there's new spells i love new spells oh yeah uh, there's also some alignment based feats in here so there's one for each of the alignment extremes um law chaos good evil so i imagine these are going to be tied to you know characters from the outer planes you have to take the scion of uh where to go scion outer of the planes. outer planes feat which you're expected to get from the background. Like, if you didn't get this from your background, I probably wouldn't take it as a feat. Yeah, because it's kind of underwhelming. Mm -hmm. It's just a free cantrip and a damage resistance. Which is, all right, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, maybe if you're a barbarian, like you want to build your totem barbarian and you want psychic resistance and you've uh, you've built your third Kalashtar in a row, uh, maybe you save <laughs> sign up the Outer Plains and get psychic damage resistance. Yeah, and then you get a free mage hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh let's see so we talked about the giant ones let's look at uh let's look at rune carver again since that got updated i was 
super disappointed in the original version. So it looks like the Rune Carver Apprentice feat hasn't changed a whole lot. Yeah, it's if still... anything, it's worse because you have less spells now that you can pick from. I think it was two originally as well. I might no, be no, it's uh, like no. I mean, like uh, this: the amount that you can put on things is still the same, <laughs> but the list that you have to pick from for spells is shorter than it was in the last. Oh one. yeah, yeah, it's that's like a good half point. the length. That's a shame. I mean, the the options were never fantastic, honestly, and it looks like the ones that are there were on the previous list, so the list is just smaller. Mm. Uh, I think people are going to take Entangle and Sanctuary, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Command is good sometimes. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. You can upcast it. It's fine. I mean, it's no, it's no uh, Magic Initiate feat for sure. That's true. But I don't know. It's something, I guess. It's mostly, it seems like it's mostly just something you get as a prerequisite for the better feat, which is Rune Carver Adept, which is actually pretty good. The big limitation on Rune Carver Adept is it only triggers when you cast a spell from the Rune Spells table. So all those first level spells, those are the only things that will trigger these effects. Actually, that's not right. <laughs> they changed it, I think. Uh, whenever you cast a spell from the Rune table, or a spell of a school of magic associated with the spell you marked uh, on an object. So if you pick the evocation, uh, an evocation spell, you can just do, do that fireball or something. Or, <laughs> you know, there, 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 there are schools of magic that are better than others, for sure. Like, divination's pretty good. Uh, not really in combat, though. Like, Psychic ancient. lance, man. Psychic Lance, yeah. Uh, the, um, enchantment is always good. Um, yeah, evocation. So, like, there's ways to really make this work for you. Just use, just only take the ones that you use on the regular. Is what I would say. Um, looking at the three effects here, I think the healing runes is really the only one that I'm impressed by. The effects are fine. You only get to use them proficiency bonus times per day. The the temporary hit points from healing runes don't have a duration, so they last until you take a long rest. Is it a long rest or short rest? I can't remember. It's until you rest. I mean, a runic winds can be useful. Like if uh, you're, if someone is in trouble and surrounded by people, you can give them extra ten feet of movement, and they don't provoke opportunity attacks. So that's arguably useful. Yeah, it's okay. It sometimes it'll help. For sure. For sure. <laughs> All right, well, should we move on to spells? I'm very excited about the new yes, spells. Yes, spells. All right, so uh, so we're going to hit on cards real quick, because cards are back again. <laughs> Another thing that disappoints me. <laughs> so we got two card-based spells, Spray of Cards and House of Cards. Um, House of Cards is an adequate Netflix series. <laughs> nice, good one. It is not an adequate spell, though. I no. do not like this spell. It's and... It's really it's funny. funny. It's not very good. It is good. funny. No, it is a terrible spell, but it is funny. <laughs> and when I said I wanted more card magic, this is one of my what is it? this isn't what I was talking about. <laughs> I was talking about let me use an actual deck of many things or like a tarot card deck and each card has a different effect on it. That would be cool, but I realize that's broke. I, I love how in, in this universe they heard the cry for more card things and then they intentionally disappointed you. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They were like, you want more card things, so you want just to throw cards at a person. <laughs> That's what you want, yes? Hey, hey Gambit, no. get in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm going to disappoint you in every universe. I mean, so some of these spells are based off of the deck of many things, right? So, like, Spirit of Death is obviously hmm. pulled from deck of many things. Um, I'm not sure. I think Antagonize is, like, there's one deck of many things card that, like, just brings bad fortune to someone, I guess. Oh, uh, there, there's a card that makes an NPC of the DM's choice immediately hate you forever. Yeah, that's not what this does. No. Um, so that would be cool if it did that. Instead, it takes 44 psychic damage and immediately uses its reaction to make a melee attack against a creature of your choice that you can see. So, Crown of Madness? Doesn't that already exist? Yeah, it does. It just does, it just does damage now? Yeah, I honestly, I feel like Crown of Madness is probably better. Uh, I mean, I could see using this on your party's rogue to, like, get easy sneak attack, but it's a third-level spell. doesn't feel like... But it yeah. also does damage, so you'd be dealing damage to the rogue. <laughs> uh, ask me if I care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. Look, there's at least two ways in, in this UA alone to get resistance to psychic damage. So... <laughs> Correct me if I'm reading this wrong. So Spirit of Death is a fourth level spell, right? Mm -hmm. And the new Summon Warrior Spirit is a third level spell. But the Summon Warrior is just flat out a better spell than, oh, than Spirit of Death. So why is... They should be switched, right? <laughs> like, they should absolutely be switched. Uh, but look, uh, Reaper Spirit has a fly speed. Okay. <laughs> and it can only attack one creature. No, it can wait. only attack one creature. Look, yeah. It can use paralyzing fear once per day on that one creature that it can attack. Okay. That's <laughs> all right. I <laughs> guess that's what qualifies it to be a fourth level slot, spell <laughs> slot. I mean, the warrior spirit is flat out better. Like, yeah. You can attack everything. It gets everything that the reaper spirit does. It gets better armor, uh, arguably better. Now, okay. So it gets slightly worse health. Um, oh well <laughs> oh no um but it's like it's it's damage is higher like it's just better yeah it's just a better and uh i believe you made the point tyler in the in our prep for this that uh why do you need martial characters at this point yeah you can just like, summon your own <laughs> yeah i have this I have this dumb scenario imagined in my head where like a fighter goes to confront their nemesis the wizard the wizard summons a warrior spirit. The fighter defeats the warrior spirit. He's like, ha ha, take that wizard. I've defeated your high level spell. Bit. <laughs> I've defeated your high level spell nonsense. And then the wizard is like, oh, it, that took you like 10 rounds, man. Uh, here, here's the next one. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you've gone further because this one's green. This one's just a this one's just a lower level slot here. I'm just gonna be going on my on, my, on the YouTube real quick. Right. Okay, I'm gonna climb into my tiny hut and I'm gonna take a nap. Nap. Yeah, yeah. have like, fun fighting against yourself. From, from a caster supremacy perspective, I look at this and I'm like, yes, peasants. Um, but uh, oh, no, from we're bringing out your supremacy vibe out. Yeah. Uh, from a keeping the game fun and playable for everyone involved perspective, wizards, please do not publish this spell. This yeah, was a mistake. No, I, I, I like this spell in concept, but I hate it in execution. I think keep the, the spirit of death. Get rid of this spell. <laughs> like, it really makes people irrelevant, and it's going to piss people off. Yeah. So just, just get rid of it. <laughs> 
yeah, like I the Reaper Spirit, I could see like if they dropped it a level or two, maybe like because the the Tasha's summon spells and all the summon spells after that have worked the same way that Warrior Spirit does, where it lasts like an hour, you command it as a bonus action, all those things. Oh and then, no. You don't command it as a bonus action. It takes no action to command it. Oh, Reaper Spirit or Warrior Spirit? Both. Well, okay, I, that makes sense on Reaper Spirit because it only lasts a minute. Like, and so you're making that trade-off. Like, yeah, it only no, it affects takes... one thing, only lasts a minute, so it's like much more so, limited. Let me but just yeah, go Warrior back to Spirit. This. Why does it not take? So it says the warrior is an ally to you and your companions. In combat, the warrior shares your initiative count, but it takes its turn immediately after yours. It obeys your verbal commands. No action required by you. If you don't issue any, it takes the dodge action and uses its move to avoid it. Wow. This is a broken spell. Yeah. Like, the summon spells are already really, really good. Like, this is just, this is just mean. Okay, I do want to point out to you uh, that you have to have a playing card depicting a knight worth at least 300 uh, gold. Um, Oh, no, we always meticulously, though, you know, we talk about how important it is to track your gold in your campaign. And so this is going to give you a good reason to make sure that you've got, you know, twelve to 1,500 gold so that you can just keep banging these things out. Uh, I also want to point out the ambiguity of this. I'm not sure if they mean that you need a playing card worth 300 gold because, you know, that's, that's, that's an expensive magic card. That's all I'm saying. Alternatively, <laughs> do they mean that it has to depict a knight? And the knight depicted must be worth at least 300 gold. <laughs> I have Sir Tybalt. Sir Tybalt is a peasant. He got broke last week. Didn't you hear? <laughs> that card doesn't work anymore. You need Sir Lancelot. He is worth at least 5,000 gold. Oh, he just got broke too. Guess you can't use that card anymore. <laughs> I'm imagining like DM, DMs don't even have to ban this spell. They just have to say, sure. I want you to go into that shop and I want you to try to find a single playing card worth 300 gold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. So hear me out on this. It doesn't assert quality, just the gold piece value. So all you have to do is you take that and you take 300 gold pieces worth of gold, pound it into a playing card and crudely carve a knight into it. Done. Or you could just go to, uh, any old shop that has like a playing card with a knight on it, say, "Hey, how much is this?" Uh, it's like a like a copper piece. I'll give you three hundred gold for it. <laughs> I, don't, like, okay. I don't know if that's what get like. If I give you, you know, if I give you three hundred dollars for like a basic land, nobody is going to give me three hundred dollars for that basic land. Like everybody's fooling themselves so they can cast magic. It's like, oh yeah, you know, if you're, you know, if you were a wizard, you'd understand. I mean, this goes into the whole sticky situation of who's calculating the values of these material components. Like, what does 300 gold pieces worth of a diamond mean? A diamond worth 300? (laughs) Who's deciding this? Uh, Do you want to come to my campaign? You want to come to my campaign? Uh, What'd you get in micro and macroeconomics? Answer me that. Um, zero non-participation and trophy. That's what I got. (laughs) Actually, good. Okay, good. You're welcome. Come on in. So, do we want to talk about theories and possible uh, ideas of what they are working on? Let's hit it real quick. Yeah, uh, Ash, I think uh, I think you had it spot on first. What do you think it is? 
So I do think, well, first off, it looks like they're continuing their ideas from the last UA, and I think that that is still happening. I think they're probably going to be doing a revamp of, like, Storm King's Thunder or something giant-related, because it seems like they're leaning into the giant stuff. But the rest of the stuff in here really feels like a tease for me for Planescape, um, because of, like, it's got all of the backgrounds are, like, planar stuff, except for the one giant background. We've got a bunch of new planar-specific feats. We've got Modrons. Um, fate, I don't know. I mean, you could find a way to work Fate into Planescape, probably. Maybe it has something to do with the Lady of Pain or something. Um, but uh, that's my best guess. Uh, I hope that I'm right, because if I'm wrong, I'll cry. Because I've, <laughs> I've been wanting Planescape for so long, and I will... I will be so happy if it comes out. All right, I'm I'm gonna guess. So we're getting Spelljammer. Gosh, that's super soon. We're getting Spelljammer real soon. Like Spelljammer Academy Adventures are out now. I'm gonna guess we get Planescape next year, and like that's the last thing we get in Five E, and then 2024 we get the updated edition, either Five Five or Six E, whatever they decide to market it as. And they make the revamped Storm King's Thunder as the launch adventure. Ooh, okay. I'll take that bet. Yeah, no. I think that that is um, that's an interesting theory. It's I was, very specific. I was predicting that Storm King's Thunder revamp would probably come out sooner than Planescape. But maybe you're right. Maybe it would be their launch adventure. <sighs> Could be cool. Uh, it, it, it seems to me more likely that what might happen is, if we're going off of that timeline, I think Storm King's Thunder is probably going to come out since they've been doing a lot of giant stuff recently, mm-hmm. and they've just started teasing this. Storm King's Thunder might come out beginning next year, maybe, and then Planescape will probably launch concurrently or just before the revamped edition, or just after, somewhere around that line, because it would be a good sort of hype moment. It's like, oh, we're getting a new edition, and we're getting Planescape to go along with it. Like, that... I think that would get them a lot of uh, hype and uh, excitement. I think I'm maybe more cynical than you. Like, I would view that <laughs> as we're going to put Planescape and, and maybe Storm King's Thunder as well with 5.5. And here's the deal. The only way you get Planescape, you really want Planescape, adopt 5.5. Please don't do that. Please don't do that, <laughs> Watsy. Uh, hey, I mean, if they, they do it, are you going to buy it? Yeah, I'll buy All it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, I'll say I think your theories, both of your theories are way better than mine. I really was convinced that we were going to get Gambit as a character like that. (laughs) But, you know, yours are a lot more plausible. I think it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, the card thing has me thrown through a loop. I have no idea where they're going for what they're going for with the card stuff. Like we're going to an interplanar casino. (laughs) I mean, if they did do something like a card based subclass or something, that would be cool. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited to see where this goes. Actually, that would kind of be that'd be a cool class, like a you know a soothsayer or something like this. It's like a, a different take on spellcasting where it's all about, and it, even what they're doing with the fate cleric kind of ties into that idea too, where it's like you know you're you're a support, and the way that you support is by flipping tarot cards over or reading the future, giving advantage, disadvantage, this sort of thing. Yeah, I was thinking that too. But what sucks about it is all the cards spells and feats you can't take them if you're a cleric so it's like okay but you're doing the fate class 
The uh, fake class should have the they have the the card feats and spells. <laughs> Come on. Well, but if they're, I mean, okay. Now we're putting on our tinfoil hats. Can you imagine if the fake cleric doesn't show up as a fake cleric? It shows up as this other thing. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All right. I think we did it. I think that was the whole news. Uh, you know, stay tuned. Uh, and again, yeah, really excited about this D&D movie. For sure. <laughs> if you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcast and rate us on Spotify or your favorite podcast app. It's a quick, free way to support the podcast and helps us to reach new listeners. You'll find links in the show notes. You'll find affiliate links for source books and other materials linked in the show notes, as well as on RPGBot.net. Following these links helps us to make this show happen every week. Is anybody going to watch House of the Dragon? Mm, maybe. Eh. I, I basically refuse. <laughs> I can't. I, I actually read the um, the Blood and Fire book. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching it. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was watching this YouTuber recently. He said, isn't it funny just how how quickly Game of Thrones went from being the biggest like multicultural phenomenon outside of the MCU to just being nothing literally yeah. overnight like we don't even talk about it anymore yeah and keep recording i have a conspiracy theory about this and i'm every year i convince myself i'm more and more right they made season 8 especially absolute dog just the dog product that it is just so people would stop streaming it on repeat because they were worried it was going to cost them too much money to have a good series in their catalog <laughs> streaming on repeat from here to the end of time. So instead they figured like, let's ruin it for people like Randall where, you know, he used to watch the series once a quarter. Like he would just put that on the background, no matter what he's doing, he'd be mowing the lawn, listening to game of Thrones in the background. Now I can't even watch it anymore. I can't turn on season one. Cause I'm like, it's pointless. <laughs> 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 uh, this another Randall conspiracy theory. <laughs> that was good. You started doing that. I'm like, why is he doing the X Files music? <laughs> okay, you can't silence me. The truth is out there, sir. <laughs> the truth is out there, Randall. I believe you. All right. Well done, everyone. <laughs>